everyone, I'm Jay. And I'm Scott. Welcome to Witches Betwixt. Um, so, this is a queer witchcraft podcast, and I know there's there's a number of witchcraft podcasts out there, mm-hmm. um, but we kind of felt that uh, there was this sort of, like, queer perspective on it that may have been missing in, like, a podcast form, so it's kind of, like, where the inspiration for this came from. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically what we're here to talk about is, like, like I said, like, putting this, uh, this, this queer perspective on witchcraft and sort of, like, where do... Where do queer people fall within the the witch spectrum? Um, you know, uh, basically just just trying to figure out like what it all means and how it relates to being a queer identifying person. Whilst being a practicing. Well, witch. yeah, while also being a practicing witch. So, I mean, this this first episode is like super very general. Um, it's mostly just going to be just talking about us, like uh, talking about ourselves, um, our own experiences. And, um, and just, just giving sort of an insight to what we're planning, um, meaning like we're going to be present on, uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter and Facebook and Facebook. Yes. And Facebook. Yeah. So we're going to have a presence on all of those and, um, just, just kind of just start and build this little like queer witch community online, which mm-hmm. I'm sure like, I'm, I know other ones exist, but I don't know, I just think it would be, um, it's kind of fun because we can talk for hours. Hours. Have talked for hours. About this. And that's, that's really where the inspiration came from. I was like, we talk for hours about, um, witchcraft, everything. Mm. And we figured, well, why not, like, share that with people? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so on the YouTube channel, um, mostly what we're gonna, the, the main, like, meat and potatoes of it is the podcast itself, which we'll put in audio format on SoundCloud, and, uh, video format on YouTube. It's not gonna be spectacularly edited, because I'm not <laughs> an editing genius. And, and I have, like, zero <laughs> technological ability whatsoever. So, it's basically just for people who, um, who prefer to see people talking versus just audio. Um, and also, I think we were going to work on subtitles for the YouTube version. Yeah, we're gonna, that we are is gonna something we want to work. We're going to do that manually. Um... But also on the YouTube channel, we'll have some, like, cool supplemental things. Like, we um, might do some live streams. Like, once we can get the community to grow, like, vlogs, and we go and do, like, a cool thing. So, that's kind of what we're, it's kind of what we're planning. But, um, for today, we mostly just wanted to focus on, um, just, like, us? having... Yeah, <laughs> us, really. It's all about us today. Yeah, it's all about us. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, who doesn't like to talk about... <laughs> Me, me yeah. myself, <laughs> and I. I like to talk about me, myself, and I. Actually, talking about myself is really weird sometimes. I am fucking awkward as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just kind of fucking weird. Uh, yeah, so, um, basically we're just going to keep it light for right now. This might not be, like, an hour-long podcast, or it might be, who knows. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to um, have you guys get to know us. And as we stumble awkwardly through these first couple episodes.
Sounds like fun. High five. See, you were talking about cheese, how you didn't want cheese. And I just lathered it. <laughs> There's a cracker. And the... mm, delicious. Um, so, what makes you a gay? <laughs> when did you become a gay? When did your, your gay card come in the mail? <laughs> Are you sure you're gay? Are you sure? <laughs> you haven't found the right one. Oh, yeah. Um, God. It really started out with, like, uh, Abercrombie and, like, the guys from Abercrombie and Fitch were, like, the models with, like, the big arms. I have, like, a weakness for, like, big... For big arms. For, yeah, and, like, I realized I would stare at them for, like... <laughs> I realized I would stare, like, longer than necessary, and then it kind of, like, gradually happened where, like, you start doing that thing that I guess everyone does where it's kind of like, I'm not gay. No, that's not it. I, I'm just, I'm normal. It's, it's an everyday thing. Like, I'm just looking at this guy. Like, it's it's not like that. No. And then, like, you know, eventually it kind of progresses. It's so totally like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of becomes like, okay, maybe I'm gay. I'm gay. And then, you you know, you're eventually, like, saying it to yourself in the mirror. You're like, I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. Yeah. And then you're like, it's like, you know those moments where, like, your name sounds funny? And yeah, you, have and you to, like, like, totally disassociate from it. <laughs> yeah. And you're and like, what does gay even mean? <laughs> <laughs> what is my name? Who am I? <laughs> Scott. 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 <laughs> <laughs> It kind of became that, and then eventually it just kind of, I don't know, uh, my my freshman year I came out to my friends, the last day of school on my freshman year I came out to my friends, um, well, my, mm. one, of my, one of my best friends, Kimberly, and then throughout that summer I like came out to Careful my mom a couple of times. the pen on the table. That mic is going to pick it up, you're going to hear, slime, slime, slime. Is that really what it's going to be? It might. I'm just going to be careful. I'm twitchy like that. I know, the pen was a bad idea. Hmm? <laughs> so, you said you came out uh, at the end of freshman year? The last day of freshman year. Good job. Yeah. So they could have the entire summer to... Like, mull it over. Mull it over and be like, obvi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. Obvi. <laughs> <laughs> she was proud of me, though. She didn't do the whole, like, I figured thing. Just because, I mean... Let's be real. When people like, do people that, downplay it. You know what I mean? They're like, I figured, and you're like, bitch. You kind because at that point you're kind of like, wait, you're not going to be mad at me? Like you're not going to cause not causing a ruckus? <laughs> you're not going to call me horrible names and like yeah. turn me out? Like I hate you. Like <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I'll tell you not hate how dare me. Dare you accept me? <laughs> It kind of, kind of, like, accidentally becomes that when people do that, I think. So, it's, 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 she was just like, I'm really proud of you, which was really cool. That's actually really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, for me, okay, so, I didn't have my, like, sexual awakening at all until I was, like, 17. Like, I think I was largely, like, just, like, asexual up until, like, 17. Wow, so I wasn't late. I always thought I was late. But I, apparently people... I, I used so it was to like sophomore-ish, junior-ish year of high school for me. Okay. So you were a little earlier, but like... Yeah. I don't know. I was I was just way more interested in like Yu-Gi-Oh! and like nerd things. Harry Potter. That Harry was Potter. my thing. I was, yeah. It was Harry Potter for me. Like my, my nerd hobbies were like way more on my radar than like mm-hmm. 
sexuality in Absolutely. general. Absolutely. So, like, that's where I was. Um, and then I was, like, in love with one of my friends. One of my female friends. And I was like, oh, my God. I think I came out as bisexual for, like, five minutes. Uh, I me know. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that. And it's like. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, firstly, I do want it duly noted to interject yes. here. Yes. Like that's not like a bi erasure thing. No, not at it's all. It's just you know, it's it, it is what it is. Well, your your partner's bi. He is. Yeah. He is bisexual. Yes. So there you go. No, no bi erasure. No bi hate here. It's just it's kind of like a joke because it's like a lot of people like come out as bisexual first and then they're like I'm actually just like all the way gay or like whatever right which Um, of course does perpetuate bias but it perpetuates bullshit but in jest that's like yeah kind of what we're aiming at but but yeah I, I was like oh I think I'm bisexual um and then I had confided in a uh in a mutual friend that I liked our friend, and I was like, don't tell her, and then she went, oh my god, did you, and I was like, okay, Uh, so that ended badly. Yeah, getting out, it never ends well, ever, (laughs) just because, you know, it's one of those situations where coming out is, is a very personal experience, it's all, it should be about you, it's, yeah, it's your thing. Cat, I thought she was gonna knock that cord over. (laughs) Uh huh. Shake the camera. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean that was that was the kind of thing, and I had come out to my mom. I was like, mom, like I said, like literally for like five minutes. I think like honestly, the next day I was like, no, I, I'm really just gay. I just didn't have it in me to be like, I'm I'm gay. It took me a minute, most, but it was more out of fear. Because I was like, well, if I'm completely gay, my mom's going to, like, it'll be worse. Like, I I guess my thinking at that young age was somehow coming out as bisexual would... Like, it made it, like, oh, well, you could be kind of normal, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is, like, kind of what it makes it seem, even though, like, that's not the case. No, no. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, But, yeah, for me, so it was that. And, um, I don't know. And And then I... You know, I met my first girlfriend, and, you know, it was, it was cool, and then I progressed with, like, I had, um, I didn't have many partners, I've only had just, like, like, a handful of, uh, of relationships, but they were all, like, long-term, like, three years, four years, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, so I really identified as that, but for me, but the twist, <laughs> <laughs> true Shyamalan yeah. style. Um, yeah, so, after, like, all these years of, like, identifying as this, like, I guess, butch lesbian, butch lesbian lesbian sort of thing, a lot of, um, like, gender identity things, like, really started to surface, um, after, like, during college, really after college, when I was living on my own, because when you're living on your own, you're just, like, you're really in tune with yourself. And sometimes you have too much time with yourself, mm-hmm. too much time alone with your thoughts. And, um, yeah, so I, I came into realizing, um, that, you know, I was like, I don't think this butch lesbian thing is really, because in order to identify as, as a, as a lesbian, you're identifying as a woman who That's is attracted to women. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, for me, I was like, I always really struggled with, um, with that female identity. Mm. So yeah, I kind of threw that out the window <laughs> and I, uh, kind of realized I was like, no, definitely trans makes way more sense. Like it, it, like all the puzzles like fit into place. Um, so now I'm in this, like, I hate using the word transitionary period, but you know, a transitionary period <laughs> right? No, of totally. like, um, I guess like I'm socially transitioning, I guess that's the best way to put it. I mean, I'd assume maybe it happens in stages like that, right? Yeah. Cause mm. like most of my friend circle, you know, uses, um, male pronouns. What are your pronouns? Just so oh, I, I go by, um, he, him, you know, like male pronouns or I, I'm comfortable with, with they as well because like, mm. you know. I feel like I, I, um, I know the word passing is, the concept of passing is problematic, but, um, I think I pass kind of well as male mm-hmm. until I open my mouth and then my voice gives me away, you know, I hate saying it gives me away, but whatever, you know yeah, what I mean? I know what you mean. The voice is different. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay with like they, cause a lot of people like will be like, I don't, I don't know what you are. And I'm I don't like, mean, I, I found I'm just me <laughs> with my other, like with my other trans identifying friends, um. If you don't know and, like, if you don't have, like, the chance to ask. Like, I do this thing just because I feel as though, like, um, I I know, like, a lot of trans people don't like it. Like, if there's, like, a big group of people and, like, you're just kind of like, oh, what are your pronouns? Sometimes they like yeah. to be more personal about it. So, yeah. like, I would rather, like, I like in my, in my past experience, it's not necessarily with you because that was kind of a different process. Well, it was funny because I remember, I remember it was, like, um our mutual friend kind of outed me in front of you. Like, he didn't mean to. Like, Rick, he made some comment. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He made some comment, and you were like, off to the side, you were like, what are your pronouns? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And that, that's why. Just so that way, like, and also it normalizes it for them. Like, yeah. if one person's doing it, mm-hmm. then, like, everyone starts, like, catching on, and you're starting to normalize exactly. the use of, um different pronouns yeah so i mean i am basically out as um as trans like obviously i'm i have not started hormones yet i haven't had any surgeries not that you have to to disclaimer not that you have to do any of that but i plan to um but uh yeah um i'm mostly out to most of my friend circle Mm -hmm. i would say there are a select few family members that i'm out to but mostly it's my parents and that's just that's a whole other thing i'm not broadcasting to the internet so but I'm not out to them, and that's how that goes. But what about you? Are you like you're pretty much out to everyone knows everyone? Yeah, everyone. I, I it really came down to um, being really empowered. Actually, really being gay. Actually, I found some type of personal power in it. Eventually, yeah. Um, I actually like you know how people do that thing like you, like when I mean. They still do it. Like, I know, like, BuzzFeed, you know, like, they did a video on it. Like, um, like, you know, if, if you, if <laughs> they did, um, they did like that, that if someone ever came up to you and like gave you a cure for being gay, would you do it? You know, you come to that point in, in your uh, queer, yeah, I know, um, <laughs> in your queerness where you, you, you definitely are like, no, I love, I love being, you know, I was actually reading, um. The Iron Pentacle, mm-hmm. again. I, I read, that's like, that's like my Bible now, like, lately. And, and I, that's and by I, what author? Uh, it's Gede Parma mm-hmm. and Jane Meredith. 
That was the book that they wrote together. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I was actually reading about uh, pride because it's sex, pride, uh, self, power, passion. And I was reading about pride, and they were actually talking about gay pride in there. They were saying like something about like pride, like being proud isn't being an asshole which so many people automatically go to they take it to like this toxic like like pride like this idea like pride you know like ta-da here i am you know Mm -hmm. roll out the red carpet but it's it's really not like that Mm -hmm. and so what really stuck with me like when i was reading it i was like damn um but they were saying that you know how like okay so if i say to you um like um you bake the best chocolate chip cookies. And then if you say, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> and then I go, no, yeah, you too. Yeah, you too. They're the best. <laughs> I love them. Basically, they were saying that it's more toxic to do that. Like, no, I don't. No, I don't. No. Mm-hmm. It, they were saying that pride is actually more associated with humility rather than you faking that, like, no, no, no. When you know you make damn good chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, you know I mean? own it. Exactly. It was saying be... it was saying to own it and just be like, you know what, thank you. Like I used to have this friend um in high school, like she was, she was a beautiful girl, so every day I would say to her, I said, I said, You're beautiful And she would say, I know, thank you <laughs> And it was just I was like, Damn, like that's just good, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she was like, Yeah, you know, I was always told like if people compliment you, just say thank you. You know, if you truly believe it, she's like, I, I am beautiful And I was like, Damn yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't lie. I, I still sometimes have problems. With, no, I do too. With compliments. But I to, that's just, that's a whole other. Yeah, that, that's. That could be a whole other. Series of videos? An entire podcast? <laughs> An entirely stuff. different podcast. <laughs> How to take a compliment. I like your shirt. Um, thank you. <laughs> Water, I mean. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, I mean, that kind of wraps up, I guess, my queerness. I think that's what makes me queer. Like, I would say, um, in terms of my, in terms of, um, like, I view, I view being trans in the queer spectrum. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. Um, but I definitely view, like, if you identify as trans, non-binary, like, something like that, I do, like, I do think that is, like, queer. So I I definitely feel comfortable saying, like, I am a queer person. Um, but I would say, like, I think in terms of sexuality, I would probably identify closer to being, like, a straight guy. Mm -hmm. Because, like, women. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Love it. Bless. I, um, I identify as queer, like, more politically. Mm. I'm definitely, like, gay, but mm. queer is something that I do, like, as a... I, I kind of consider it, like, a sacred otherness. Like, mm. other not isn't better or superior or whatever, just other. I'm different, and different is okay. Yeah, you have, like, a different understanding of the world. Yeah. Through, through a queer perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I think it really makes you examine people differently. Yeah, 
Yeah, which I mean, I do. I am very much that as just a person. I, well, I'm yeah, all the psychology. Uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see you. Yeah, like, write me a paper. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I definitely see queer as a political thing for me, or, yeah. or like a, a socio-political. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Sort of thing. Which I feel like that could be a topic in and of itself. We could go there. Witchcraft and politics. Ooh. I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Okay. Um. So we kind of covered the queer part, but like, so how are we tying this into witchcraft? Like, what? What's your what's your witch origin story? So all right. So when it came to witchcraft, um, I did not at first, um. I didn't see any, like, I didn't understand exactly how those two things came together at first. You know, when I was 10 years old is when I really started uh, uh, the witchcraft thing. So witchcraft so came first. Found, yeah, you found the witchcraft first. Yeah, witchcraft came, came first. Queer identity. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Same for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like 14, like 13, 14, something like that. Yeah. And then I was, I was ten. I was a wee little ten. Little bee. <laughs> little, little, would you say witch little, lit? Uh, little witch lit? Wee little, little witch lit. Yeah. What's a wee thing? <laughs> <laughs> wee lamb. Um, it really was. I mean, do you want the whole backstory? But whatever you want to share, whatever you think is relevant, you know, like whatever. I mean, it, it was a series of experiences. Um, very prominent spiritual experiences mm-hmm. um i guess some would maybe consider them paranormal, paranormal or supernatural you know i have issues with those words I know. but problematic. um problematic all the words we find problematic <laughs> every word we say is probably problematic <laughs> you'll notice our faces cringe when we say words that we don't <laughs> yeah like paranormal um but you know very spiritual experiences um on top of you know disagreeing with my my previous faith which was catholicism roman Mm. catholicism um there were just things that i I never baptized catholic as well but i never i actually didn't know that yes um well actually first i was baptized baptist that's what i thought i thought and then my parents wanted me to go to catholic well my grandparents wanted me to go to catholic school so then they re-baptized me catholic and then I ended up going to public school, <laughs> and I went to Sunday school, and I never even got the communion, so... Uh, believe it or not, I did. I actually got to... I made my way made all the way up. sweet communion money. <laughs> I, I did. I actually, you know, I, I went all the way through the stuff, so I did my... I even went up to my confirmation. Really? I did, and I remember well, with You went my, to public school, though, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one, I kept failing Sunday school. Like, we had report cards for Sunday school. Oh, yeah, I remember. And I kept failing. Yeah, I hated um, my teacher, so... Well, you know, I love my teacher. I was, teacher. like, eight years I old, just... and I was like, I don't want to go anymore. Well, it just... And, and this isn't to offend Catholic people, but it, no. it, it, that didn't... That didn't make sense to me. Um... But, like, when you, when people, like, are, are like, this is my kid, and this is your religion, because I said so. That... Yeah. That, you know, women couldn't be priests. I never understood that. Um... And the thing is, obviously... Too queer for your own good. Pretty much. Pretty (laughs) much. Um, 
So that stuff at first really kind of bothered me. And, and, and of course, you know, it started like a spiritual questing. And, yeah. you know, on top of these these very spiritual experiences that continue to this day. Mm. Um, eventually, it really came from like researching, you know, uh, meditation and how to like open the third eye and yeah, things like that. that's when it started for me. It was like through Buddhism. Yeah. yeah. But it was, well, I don't know if it was well, Buddhism. Well, it was but actually it was, really funny because like i was simultaneously reading about um satanism yeah and buddhism there you go and i was like how do you like blend the two <laughs> you know what i mean is there a blend and that's i mean like, oh. you know believe it or not i mean i, I don't want to go on a tangent with this but to kind of <laughs> give you some like whatever like there are certain like uh eastern traditions like the the, the sakyant tattoos mm. in which um there's like a lot like it, it's somewhere between like buddhism and uh Haitian voodoo. Oh. It's like possession and sigil and like there's a master who has like an altar and he has to do it at his altar and what? like yeah it's yeah. so like it's it there is not to say that Satanism and voodoo are the same thing but to say that like a more primal more um a much more uh ancestral well, I, I way I think of the draw for me initially I think the draw for me initially to Satanism was the rebellious aspect of it. I think that was what initially drew me to it. Yeah. Um, and because it was like, you know, it was cool to like read about Satanism, you know, like it was, it was originally that. And then I was like, oh, this is like really like self-empowering. Like if that's what it's mostly about. Yeah. For the most part. I'm not talking about Luciferian. Like, I'm just talking about like Anton LaVey's Satanism. Yeah. Like the atheistic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really self-empowering. And then like Buddhism was also like kind of like self-empowering and yeah. And then, well, yeah. But anyway, I mean, like, like I was saying, though, I don't know if it was necessarily Buddhism at, fir- Buddhism at first for me. It was more just like I said, like how to harness, you know, like psychic, innate psychic talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like parapsychology websites, you okay, know, yeah. um, which all of a sudden, you know, uh, back in the day, there used to be like um, little back ads, in the day. Like, oh, the my day. God. Which I feel it's back Wait, I'm in sorry. The day. Was it like GeoCities yeah. website? Like we were talking that about type like, of Angel stuff. Fire. Yeah, that type of, I mean, other stuff, too, but like that <laughs> type of stuff. Pentacles and like the weird uh, pixelated fires, but uh, yeah. that came la- later. That but like this is that's actually what led to that. It was like mm-hmm. like these little um banners on the side that led to like uh, Wicca, you know, and it would have like pentagrams and like candle like, stuff. And like is, what does this do? And you know um you know and it led to like you know what is Wicca and and Wicca was like oh my god yes yeah yes yes Ain't that's that right exactly like give me give me give me. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, it was, you know, it talked about like spirits and it talked about magic and, um, I was like, that's amazing. Yes. It's exactly kind of what I feel. Amazing and I want it. Yeah. I want all of it. Um, and that's how, I mean, it's progressed from there, but, um, obviously now to kind of bring this back to how does witchcraft and my queer identity, uh, kind of overlap in some way. Um, That's actually an interesting question. Uh, they're both equally as empowering. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Like, it's they're both very self-empowering and um, I w- ways of thinking. I would also say that um, they're both sac- like sacred otherness. They're both yeah. kind of like othering, but not like superior. Just different. And well, different yeah, because is okay. like, like we we're saying, like seeing the world through a queer perspective, right? Like, 
I think when you have a queer perspective, you also tend to have maybe a sometimes a more liberal way of thinking. Sometimes a more um, you're more aware of like when you see misogyny. Like you may not identify as female, but you see misogyny. Yeah. You see, or you see feminism at play, or you know, you just you see someone who is like visibly queer, and you all and you like automatically feel like a little like. Mm-hmm. I see you. you yeah, know? like I see, and and but then I also feel that way. Like, um, like if I meet someone, they're wearing like a necklace or a charm or something that I recognize. Yeah, like definitely. I'll be like, I like your necklace, mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, thank you, you know. And and then if 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 it's just if it's just like costume joy, they'll be like, Oh, thanks, I got it from Claire's or whatever. Yeah, but if it's like an actual like, like a thing, like a thing they'll be like oh my god yeah i i made this myself or you know do you practice as well and then usually it turns into a whole like oh my god blessed be and like that kind of stuff which yeah. is fine it's cute like mm-hmm. it's it's fine I, I mean you know it's always polite i i generally don't say blessed be like out of, out yeah. of circle yeah but that's just either. because you know it's I'm, usually the people I encounter, though. Usually, yeah, some people. of the people, which is yeah. cool. I, I mean, I'm I'm polite, and I, you know, I it say comes from that. a place of like being nice. It really does. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock them for it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um. So how does the craft fit into your queerness? Well, what is your 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 thing? It's kind of funny because, like I said, like my early queer identifying self is like lesbian I'm a woman and women and it was very like feminist driven so like when I started to get into the craft like yeah it was like Satanism and like Buddhism were my like gateways into it and then I found wicca.com which we were talking about the other day we were the the Celtic connection Mm -hmm. and I ate that website up and the forums and and that was like it and I was like I'm wicked like I did like the whole self-dedication thing and um I bought some books I I started up an altar in my room um and so so basically like that that was like a thing so like I was simultaneously going through that so a lot of the books that I was getting after I had read all like the the Cunningham books, like all the beginnery mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, what was the other guy? I can't think of his name. Oh my god, Buckland. Mm-hmm. And no, I think yeah, Cunningham, Cunningham and, and Buckland. Yeah, Cunningham and Buckland. Um, they were like my my two my two my two guys, two intro guys. Um, and then after that, I started finding like women's spirituality, power, like all like. All these, I'm probably saying all the names wrong, but, like, um, uh, something, like, everything about goddess energy and, like, goddess work and, like, finding your inner goddess and, like, working with goddess and, like, it was, it was hyper-feminine. It was hyper-feminine because... So would you say it was almost sort of like a Dianic, like a feminist Wicca? Like, a Radia, really... Like like gospel of, like a variety of gospel of the witches. I mean, like, I still love the gospel. Oh, okay, like I love it too. Like even now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it was very much like, um, it was very like. Well, I've shown you some of my books. They're all like mother piece and like. Yeah. And, and I'm starting to get into Starhawk a lot, who Star- I still love. No, Starhawk. I still love. I mean, you're like she's one of like, like she's the like an elder re- of the yeah exactly the like the whole reclaiming 
um, like reclaiming the fairy. Like mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot. Like yeah. I feel like if I were to work on an initiation in any thing, it would either be reclaiming or fairy. Like one of those or both. You yeah. know, <laughs> like yeah. um, I would I would do. F- Probably fairy. Yeah, but that's I think just, I've been leaning more toward that because of all the stuff. I think it, for me though, and and I guess this is a topic for another time. I guess yeah. for me, just to say it though, not to. I think that the only the only thing I have with reclaiming is its focus on it's politically on its political politics, which is not to say that I'm not. I don't have thoughts on politics. It's just to say that I want my witchcraft for witchcraft, and if it, if I use it to aid in politics, that's then that's your choice. Right. You don't want it to like be the focal point, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was like really goddess, um, feminine energy heavy, and I had a big, and I think the reason I was doing it was like also kind of subconscious a little bit because I was like. You know, I went through, and I think a lot of trans people experience this, is, like, when you're, when you start to, to have these little whispers in your head of, like, you might not be what you really, you might not be what you were born as, and you start to have these whispers, and I think, um, you get into this mindset that, uh, you have to kick it up a notch, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta you do all the goddess things, and I was almost, like, purely dianic in the fact that like i didn't even want to address um like male energy hmm. or anything like that and honestly only probably within the last couple years did i really start to address male energy because i had worked with female energy so long that yeah. it, it became really comfortable i was like you know i could like that goddess presence was it was familiar it was really familiar to find and as i'm like finding my own like male identity I'm trying to figure out how to work with those male energies and that, I don't know. I mean, we're always learning and stuff like that. So I I think I do still like, because sometimes I think um, there's this image of the God as, or just gods in general, or, you know, the, the big, the strong, the, the, you know, but like they never really paint him in a softer light that often, you know, like yeah, yeah, lover, father, you know, stuff like that. I yeah, I mean, I I would honestly say for me, um, I was actually as far as like uh, maybe not necessarily a feminist by like dyanic definition, but mm-hmm. um, I would definitely say as far as like goddess energy, I definitely was all about having a goddess and completely ignoring yeah. any male and divine I think a little divinity. Bit of that was a little bit of like rebellion from like Catholicism because I was like, oh, you know. Believe it or not, God not, is a woman. <laughs> you know, that like, too. I mean, you know, um, that too. I used to listen to this song. There's a techno song called "God Is a Girl." Mm. I used to love that song, but um, still do. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to it in a minute, but I still love it. Um, but I also, I mean, not to get too personal, but I also think it was also rebellious of personal experiences with my own father. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was kind of like, and I unfortunately I still have this situation where. Yeah. I'm not very good with like manly men, man. Mm. Like that tends to make either. me uncomfortable. Yeah. Just because. I mean, I'm pretty feminine. Some people say that if I don't open my mouth, you couldn't tell. Not that I really care either way. Nah. But I don't know. I think I'm too deep in this friendship to really like. So yeah. But um. I think I'm pretty feminine, but like, and it's funny because you look at me and I'm, uh, you I don't know, know if I it's have feminine. I think you're just and... you're gentle. You have a more gentle 
nature. Right. Which is associated with femininity. A feminine. Which... I, I, like, well. Problematic. <laughs> well, I was also going to, I didn't want to, because I know it's a topic we do want to discuss, is the idea mm-hmm. of, of masculine and feminine and, and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know it's a topic that, that we want to discuss, so yeah. I don't want to go too much into that either. No. Um, Can't do the whole podcast series in, in one episode. <laughs> right. Um, but no, it, it did take me a minute to realize um, the the kind of polarizing necessity mm. of, of them. Mm-hmm. But of course, I don't... Uh, there's definitely not like it's not like man and woman it's feminine and masculine exactly because you can be a man and possess those feminine qualities or right. energies right yeah. let's yeah i don't exactly. want to go too far <laughs> store that one yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i think um in terms of witchcraft as a whole like for my personal queer identity mm-hmm. um I think it has, I think it has helped me definitely it has been a huge support system mm-hmm. for oh, God, yeah. me coming into my own masculinity mm-hmm. because, um, you know, now like, like just in just like meditation or prayer, because I, I mean, I, I really do identify like as a witch. Um, but I also have the religious side of it. So, you know, I do, mm-hmm honor my you know my my god my goddess um so i do have that so and i and i just have these moments where i'll I'll kind of like be in prayer you know and i feel i feel like that that goddess energy but not as strongly like i feel like like i've worked with that energy so much like it's there and it feels really great and i feel i feel like i've accepted that part of me mm-hmm. that you know what you will always have um feminine qualities right because i was socialized as female even though i was never super feminine mm-hmm. i was socialized that way so i'll always have those qualities but i feel like um i never had a boyhood so i feel like i'm just jumping right into learning how mm-hmm. to be a man mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Mm, and I think like when I'm meditating with those with those energies or just like just in prayer, I think that's that's kind of like what I'm asking for is like, you know, just how do I be a man? Like how do I be an effective man? And I think just like having witchcraft there has helped because I can do these spells to like help me connect more with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And also I think it's also empowering in the sense of, like, you know, if people, like, I've been called it, you know, (laughs) I've, I mean, usually the go-to is Fat Dyke. That's usually the go-to insult for me. Um, so, you know. Mine's Fat Fag. Fat Fag, Fat Dyke, you know, so, there you go. So usually it's the fat thing. That's usually the first thing. That which is like, interesting. Which right. Is, which is weird. Right. Neither of those things hurt me anymore. But I know. Definitely. I'm like, I lost 10 pounds, bitch. <laughs> if I gain 10 pounds, bitch. I can know? always lose weight. <laughs> Wait, but you're still up. But you're still a bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think it's like you can also use that witchcraft as empowering for your queer self mm-hmm. in terms of like you can make an amulet 
for yourself or like when you're at pride you know like when you're at like a big like gay event or something mm-hmm. like well there's an energy there in and of itself oh yeah like the whole the whole thing is just like it's just one big bundle of energy but it's mm-hmm. also like you when i'm at a when i'm at a queer event i look at it through the eyes of a witch i yeah that and when i'm that's... at a witch event i look at it through the eyes of a queer identifying person really yes huh like my my queerness like kicks like pick a pride day because I see a lot of these like polarizing binary things you know what I mean right oh definitely <laughs> so I, that's when like my like my feminism kicked in and like my like um like oh well you know it doesn't have to just say God or it doesn't have to say goddess like there's I'm sure there's, like, in-between ones, and, like, I, I start to go, you know. Um, but, all, yeah, I think I, I start to see things much through a queer... Because I, I, sometimes I see the lack of queer representation in witchcraft. Um, in mainstream witchcraft. In mainstream witchcraft, yeah, which is, like, in, in, in our... In particular, well, yeah, modern American neo-wicca. Yeah, yeah I mean, because, like... like you know, we were saying before, like, we've studied a lot yeah. of, of, so, I mean, I'm starting to encounter more queer things now, especially, like, with writers like Gede Parma, like, writing books. I think Jane Meredith is also queer. I... I could have sworn... Don't, I actually, believe it or not, uh, not to be even offensive, I actually never heard of that author pre... Yeah, because I feel book. like I was reading, because they have, like, memoirs inside... The, uh, the Iron Pentacle. That's right. So they'll talk about, like, that point, and then they have a memoir. I could have swore she said she had, like, she was in a, a thing with a woman or something. Oh, I don't know. But the point is, is, like, I'm encountering that more now, which is super great to see. But sometimes, like, it's something like Pagan Pride Day. It's like, uh, Or even, like, when I was going to, um... I don't want to say the name, because I'm not trying to, like, bash them or anything. Um, the place up in... Upper Darby area. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even up there, like, it was it was nice. It was all right. But I would definitely look at it through, like, the perspective of, of a trans person. I mean, well, the, yeah. The the, um, the implications of gender in, in that kind of Wicca, mm-hmm. it's not exactly what we're talking about. It's not masculine and feminine. It's very literally... Man, man and woman. woman. Yeah. And, and like, literally that. Yeah. Um, which is not, is not something I've seen, it's not something that I actually think is a part of witchcraft at all as far as man and woman, whereas I think ma- masculine and feminine are energies that which are Present one thing and two things at the same time. Exactly. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that's just kind of, and I feel like I can use my queer identity as a shield in the witchcraft community, but I can also feel like I can use my witch identity as a shield in the queer community. Like, I feel like I have these tools that I can use in both communities and I can just like, like navigate that more, more soundly. I think that being a witch has helped me feel more comfortable being queer. Yeah. And I think that being queer has made me feel more comfortable being a witch. I think, and, and you know, for me, the reason for the, the for that same thing, and I really think maybe for you as well, witchcraft is about owning your own life. There's no, there's no uh, demonic or, or 
devilish deity who is whispering in your ear. Yeah, saying no, no, you can't be that. You can't it, it's be that. it's you know it's a it's pretty much I believe you always say just don't be an asshole. Do anything you want, just don't be an asshole. Exactly. Like don't hurt other people. <laughs> when I was first studying Wicca, I was like, so basically, what all this is saying is don't be a dick. Okay. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, you know, and, and uh, yeah. There's a lot we could talk about, but we'll talk more about, mm-hmm. we'll expand on points yeah, in a later episode. But Absolutely. It, yeah, no, witchcraft and my queer queerness have uh, have almost organically grown together to the point where I don't actually, they just I kind of do, exist. I, yeah, they like, just kind of exist. I would say that's true for me too. Like I haven't been able to, man, like even just like, uh, like, like getting ready. Right, like getting ready to go out. I'm like, all right, well, you know, look at my hair. Okay, fine. And then like, I put like this binder on, you know, like someone like, you know, I like having this flat chest look, and like I'll put the binder on. But like, that in and of itself is a ritual for me. Like that in and of itself is like protective magic. It's trans. It's transformative magic. Yeah. You know, because it's like I'm taking this physical part of me, and I'm I'm putting this on like a Pull it on it, pull it over, tuck it down into my pit, you know, like pull the belt. Like it's just, it's the same thing every time. Repetition, like ritual. But it is ritual. And I think, you know. Maybe not necessarily the same thing, but I will say, as far as like a feeling of thanks that comes over me, like Mm. in the morning, for instance, like this morning. You know, I woke up and, and... As I woke you up. As you woke me up, yeah. <laughs> to come here at like 9, nine o'clock in the morning. You, <laughs> um, you know, waking up in, in my partner's arms and, and waking up just before him. Or no, he actually was... He was all, he was half asleep. So technically speaking, I was probably more awake than he was. Um, he was coming in the door after running, going to the bathroom. But he was still half asleep. But anyway... Yeah, like a zombie. S- yeah. <laughs> still being able to wake up to him and... A feeling of thanks just for that, just for what I do have as a queer person mm-hmm. now, um, to be able to do that without repercussion fear. or fear. Yeah. I mean, there there can be fear, but not in my own home. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it you know, and and I am thankful for his presence in my life, you know, my partner. So, and I am thankful that uh, I've I'm always of the belief that. Um, the spirits are kind of moving pieces around mm-hmm. to help to better your life and to put positive experiences or experiences, experiences, maybe not necessarily just positive, but experiences in your way mm-hmm. that are transformative and empowering and beneficial. Um, but as I said, maybe not always necessarily positive. Sometimes I think that maybe they're putting hardships there as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we pretty much kind of covered everything that we yeah. kind of wanted to get at. Absolutely. Yeah, so we've legitimized ourselves as gay, watches. queer, queer <laughs> watches. Watches. <laughs> the queer watches. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, so that's, that's just kind of like sums up the first episode. Um, we're going to come back with another one. I think we're going to try and post these twice a month. 
That's what we said, said, at least for now, yeah. Yeah, we're going to try and do it twice a month. I thought about this whole thing of, like, coinciding it with the new and the full moons, and I don't think that's going to happen. No, I it'll think be a I little like, bit difficult. I think I might just post them on, like, Wednesdays or something. Like, which Wednesday? Easy to remember. That'd be cute, yeah. Yeah, which Wednesday? And yeah. we could do, like, other stuff, too. We could do, like, a Q&A videos, which would be fun. Absolutely. So, we have a lot of stuff planned. Um, we are going to start posting on Instagram, Twitter... And Facebook. And Facebook. Yes. I think you should cover more Facebooks. I fucking hate Facebook. Oh, there <laughs> Yay! So I whenever you're on Instagram Facebook, it'll probably be probably me. the twatter. <laughs> <laughs> like, the twatter. Um, so yeah, we'll post some stuff there. I guess sometimes we'll do, like, little live things or just, like, post videos, stuff, whatever. Yeah. You know, we'll just, like, put stuff on there. And, like, basically we just want to create this little, like, queer witchcraft community. Mm -hmm. And really just, like, show, give a little glimpse to what do regular old people in this world that just practice witchcraft that that are not published authors Mm -hmm. and we're not, like, these big names, what do they talk about? Like, you know, And we just, yeah, just years of experience. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. We yeah. didn't really think of a way to, like, close these out in, like, a non-awkward way. Which so is fine. So, we're uh, just gonna say, like, see you next time. Have a good one, guys. See you next time. Bye.